everybody, it's me, Kathleen Madigan. Welcome to Madigan's Pubcast. You grab yourself a drink, pull up a bar stool, let's talk about what's been going on. Termites! It's episode 45, the pub is open! Most importantly, what am I drinking out of? My brand new, brought to me by my friend Bob Reed, my brand new Graceland mug and he said there were only like two left because of um covid i guess they couldn't make elvis things um <laughs> i i jokingly said oh my god you're going to graceland um before he uh he was going somewhere else i said please um i need a souvenir beer mug and he did it he made it happen i was really kind of only kidding fantastic. but now yeah it's just fantastic it has a picture of, it, of the whole house on the front which you've never been if you've never been to graceland the house wasn't that impressive for Elvis. Like, I was expecting something bigger. Like, it's something, I feel like the the Graceland, quote, mansion, I don't know. These days I'd go, I don't know, a doctor lives there. Like, it wouldn't be like, holy shit, you know, the most popular person in the globe lives there. Well, he did have a plane. He did, he did have a jet. You have to pay extra. We well, used to. At Graceland, that was an extra ticket if you want to tour the Lisa Marie. And boy, is it worth it. I don't even care about Elvis, and I had a blast at Graceland. I would always recommend it. And then people think you're being cheesy. Even if you don't care about Elvis, it's like a time capsule of the 60s and 70s. It was super, the racquetball court, the trophy room, the jungle room. I mean, (laughs) well worth it. Well, money well spent. Thank you, Bob, for the beer mug. What are we drinking? In said beer mug, the Banff Springs... um, 1989 Tunnel 30 Anniversary Ale purchased where? At the Banff Springs Golf Course, which is in Canada. If you guys don't know that, for Americans, I'd go, just go above Montana. You'll find it. Um, Banff (laughs) is one of the greatest places on earth, and they have a wonderful golf course. And then the brewing company is called thegrizzlypaw.com, which is in Canmore, which is just a ways down the road. I did not go to the brewing thing. I actually was lazy and bought that at the hotel, but I did lug it home which is a long, long way to be traveling with beer. And then every time the Delta lady looks at me when I put the suitcase on, it's just, mm, oh, it's about four pounds over the limit. Uh, Sorry. Yeah, I'm like, that's because there's a case of beer in there. That's why she's doing it. They're always real nice. Boy, you pack a lot. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do pack a lot. So we have big news with the Queens. Oh. Lindsay Buckingham's wife. Filed for divorce. So what say you, Stevie? Could they get together? Could it all come around? I I don't think she will. I don't think, I think uh, he's too affected. Every interview I see of him, he, I want him to be fun and I want him to smile. He's a very serious, like, and he sort of has that, like, California accent, like, surfer guy thing, like, he was so cute back in the day. He's still handsome, yeah. but I don't know. Well, apparently he is kind of, he's kind of a problem. Let's call him problematic, shall we? I mean, when the whole band kicks you out, I mean, Stevie's doing the kicking out. We all know that because they can say whatever they want, but if Fleetwood Mac goes on the road without Stevie, your venues are just cut in half. Yeah. Oh no, you're not going to be at the arena downtown. You're going to be, at this other hoop-de-pla place that seats 1,200 people. Um, and Stevie said, because he was making fun of her at that Music Cares event, rolling his eyes and 
whatever. He's just aggressive like that. And uh, she said, it's him or me. What's the band going to say? I mean, Christine went along with it. Mick went along with it. And John McVie went along with it. And shoo, buddy. But now he's single. Stevie, what say you? No. No. Maybe Tanya will do. Tanya couldn't put up with that. No (laughs) way. He wouldn't know what to make of her. No. No, he would just be like, I don't really understand. Like, in the... (laughs) With the global, yeah, like, you no, know, there, there's no one on this stage here out of these women that I think would be a good match for Lindsay. No. But he's 71. He had a heart attack. His wife left him. His band kicked him out. You better hope your kids like you yeah. or your dog or your cat because everybody's on the anti. Oh, and he's going on tour. He has a new album. I would go see him. I think he's the guy I love to play the guitar, and I think he's one of the greatest guitar players I've, that I like that I've ever seen. But I'm afraid if I go to his show, he'll do the whole new album, and he's very affected, and then he'll talk a lot about the songs that I know. I don't know. Maybe I'll like him. I haven't heard the whole album. I heard one song. It was okay. But he had a lot of songs on his own that I really liked. I love Go Insane. Because yeah. I go insane. And Big Love. That was yeah. a good one. Yeah. It's not landslide. No, it's no landslide because Stevie wasn't involved in the writing of Lindsay's solo songs. So you're going to get, he had some good ones though. I think I'm in trouble, but I didn't really like that one. I know it sounded like the seventies. So that's the only update I got for you. Um, yeah, nothing else, but that's a big one because you know, everybody secretly wants them to get back together. I don't for the sake of Stevie. Yeah. And you know what? His wife, ex-wife is 51. So I don't know what 5171, I think, you know, it's time to dump the old man. Maybe. <laughs> and they have three kids together. Maybe his kids like him. Whatever. He's a great guitar player, but he seems to be a problem. He's just too serious. I don't know what happened to the guy. Like, lighten up. Life shouldn't be this hard. Especially when you've got, you know, you're handsome. You've got billions of dollars. Like, um... You know. All right, moving on. What are we eating? Oh, my God. Okay. This is one of the reasons I'm glad I don't have children, because they love goldfish, and I do too. And if I bought as many goldfish as my sister has bought in her life, I would have eaten half of them, and I would weigh about 384 pounds, because I love them. But, yeah, but I won't. I love them. I know I have the palate sometimes of a five-year-old. But now they have goldfish Frank's Red Hot. Mm-hmm. Fancy. Wow. This would be funny to tell, like, one of the nieces and nephews, no, take a whole handful, put them in your mouth. <laughs> Burn their face off. Cat, cat, and cat, why did you do that? Oh, shush, here's a beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see the, these are great, and you'll eat less because they're hot. So I say... Way to go, goldfish. But really, I don't think kids are going to like them, and I think kids are the biggest consumer of goldfish. That would be my bet. Except bars, maybe. Sometimes they're in those little brown bowls. Yeah. Not the good bars, though. No, good bars aren't giving you that shit for free. No. It's the the shitty dive bars. Here's what we're going to... I'm going to make... Because I do the Lord's work here. I'm going to make myself eat this on your behalf. Because normally, this the idea of this... It's a Reese's... Chewy Chips Ahoy with Reese's in it. 
Well, I like Reese's and I like chocolate chip cookies, but I have a feeling. Oh my God. Why don't they just fucking sell batter? It's so, it's so chewy. Oh God. Oh my God. Maybe if you're a kid, I don't know. Your mother would like those. I'll take them over to her house. Anything I dump over there, she'll eat eventually. So she doesn't have to go to the store. What are you guys eating? An old roast beef? Really? Why, Mom? I didn't want to go to the store, and your father can't tell how old it is. Oh, okay. That sounds like a great dinner. Good times for you. Now, this. This is a great find, too. It's our last item agenda uh, in the food category. What am I holding? I'm holding taco ranch sauce. Made by who? Ortega. Flavor Craver Taco Sauce. Taco Ranch. Do you have any taco ranch? Do you have any taco ranch? <laughs> taco that was actually said. My friend uh, Raylin, I went out and met her and her friend JB for beers, and she ordered fries. And the lady goes, "Is there anything you'd like with it?" And she already she, she felt stupid because she actually said, "Do you have any ranch?" Like <laughs> I'm sitting right there. Oh, funny. I'm like, go ahead, say it. I know what you want to say. You want to go? Do you have any ranch? But she didn't say it like that. Say it. Prove me right. Um, so that's what we're eating. That taco, this thing is really, really good. These things, very good. But then the thing, the Reese's, I don't like chewy cookies. I like hard cookies. And those are, then you add peanut butter. Ugh, I don't know. It'd be funny. Well, no, I can't. shouldn't say that. I'll get in trouble for that thought. Um, update. Oh, my God. We're starting. Um, okay. <laughs> Britney Spears. Oh, now, no. <laughs> as you all know, I don't even really know what she sings. Or I know, oops, I did it again. Like, yeah. I don't know. And when she started a, a, a long-term show in Las Vegas, I didn't, I was like, oh, it's a lot of seats to sell every night. I didn't think it would, it lasted. People cannot. Get enough of Britney Spears in Las Vegas. Would you pay to go? $55. 55 That's your number? Mm-hmm. Not a dollar higher? 56 maybe. What if it was 62 and I got your good seats? Yeah. Don't forget service fees and taxes. <laughs> I'm so sick of people yelling at me about service fees. I don't control that. And then, then my brother was like, I don't understand these ticket. Like I don't understand the ticketing process either of my own tickets or as a customer. I went in to buy Florence and Machine tickets at some point a couple years ago, and it just kept timing out, timing out, and then I was sold out. Yeah. Then you go on StubHub and they're already there. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know how all that happens. No. I have no idea. You're There's no way to stop it. It's like scalpers are gonna scalp people. I can't help it. I don't get the money. I wish there was a way to control it. I have no idea. People. Just so you know it, I I set the ticket prices for my shows at what I think is very reasonably priced because I want more people to be able to come. But then once it gets into, you know, off the beaten track, I can't. And there's so many fake sites, it's disgusting because I Googled something. It's not a fake site, but it shouldn't have come. Oh, I know. I was putting in the Ryman in Nashville for something else. And it's not a rogue. No, it was Zanies in Nashville. And it there's like different ones that aren't zanies. They're just selling tickets, but it's all very confusing. 
Just make sure you're on the right thing. That's all I can say about yeah, that. Um, but anyway, Britney Spears was doing very well out there, her show-wise anyway. I don't know about her mental state. Um, just um, a couple days ago, she posted, um, She called, she's wearing a snakeskin bodysuit. These were posts on Instagram, I think. I'll make sure when I read this. Um, she calls herself a, quote, motherfucking snake in a bizarre rant while wearing a snakeskin bodysuit. Now, here's, here's what I really love. When her fans become super, super concerned and alarmed, and then they tweet her or comment, the 39-year-old wore a snakeskin bodysuit in the new Instagram post, which was shared on Monday. She confused fans with this post. She called herself a motherfucking snake alongside a series of snaps that showed Britney posing in a tight snakeskin outfit. She wrote, I held a snake at the VMAs one time, but decided to go ahead 20 years later and become the motherfucking snake myself. Boom. What? And since tricks are for kids, this is all a quote. You tricky little shit. Who knows what color snake I will be tomorrow? The caption concluded, stay safe, folks. And watch out for the, and then there's just exclamation points. A number of the singer's fans, that they took to the comments to, to praise the star while also noting their confusion. And the, like one girl wrote, okay, what the actual, somebody else, is this Britney? Another one, well, ain't this strange, this ain't strange at all. Hope you're released from your cage soon. Uh, uh, Britney referred Reference her iconic performance of I Am a Slave for You. I never heard that song. Is that, you know it? You, oh. Um, when she was 19, she memorably took the stage while holding an albino Burmese python on her shoulders. Now, here's the thing, Brittany. She has a conservatorship hearing coming up soon. Um, now's probably not the time to be posting pictures of yourself in a snakeskin outfit, and you shouldn't wear this on the court thing, because here's what's going to happen. Now, she's, this is how, I don't know, maybe she is a little off the beaten path and not right. I don't know, but why would you post that before? Britney Spears anticipated to appear remotely at the next conservatorship hearing to address the court directly. E.T., Entertainment Tonight, has learned that due to COVID protocols, a 39-year-old is anticipated to appear in the L.A. court remotely, not in person, for the June 23rd conservatorship hearing, where she's expected to address the court directly. Please wear a different outfit. For your own sake, Brittany, how about a nice suit from Ann Taylor? Hmm? Ann Taylor. How about something from, how about something from Talbot's? It was Caroline Ray always had the funniest jokes about her mother loving Talbots. She said, we could be playing bridge with aliens, and all she'd do is, that's a cute top. Where'd you get that, Talbots? <laughs> cute top on an alien. That was great. It was funny. Uh, she had a whole thing about it. Um, uh, Brittany had been granted a hearing to address the court directly. Brittany's attorney, Samuel Ingham, Ingham? Yeah. shared in court at the time that his client requested that he seek a court status hearing where she can address the court directly. She'd been under conservatorship for 13 years. Uh, she expressed that she does not want her father, Jamie Spears, to act as, his, as her conservator and recently filed documents, blah, blah, blah. 
Jamie asked the court to ro- overrule an objection filed by the singer's mother on the daughter's behalf. The mother recently filed objection contesting the legal attorney fees Jamie has requested amid Britney's ongoing conservative Lynn objected to Jamie's petition for approval and payment of $890,000 to him, as well as his attorneys, blah, blah, blah. This goes, you know, she says, she says she's totally fine. She's extremely happy. I have a beautiful home, beautiful children. Um, she has two kids with, one time I was on one of those VH1 shows where it's like all about the 90s or whatever. Um, and they asked me what I thought of Kevin Federline. And I thought he played for the Detroit Red Wings. <laughs> and I said, I don't know. I go, I don't really pay a lot of attention to the Red Wings, but I, I know everybody on the Blues. But who, But I don't know who I was thinking of, but Federline sounded like Federoff. That's what it was. And the, the people running the VH1 show were like, what? And I'm like, come on, hockey, NHL, get on track here. I'm such an idiot. I had to fake my way through those shows because I don't know stuff like this because I'm not interested in Britney Spears. But I do think it's it, funny. It's funny to me how much her fans participate, even when she doesn't participate back. They talk to her like they are her BFF. Okay, girl, what's going on? Like, yeah. Anyway, that, there's your Britney update. <laughs> oh my God, update! This one's good. Some of you guys send me these too, which makes this whole endeavor even easier. Jerry Falwell Jr. No, no, no. Paddles, I don't care if you're sick about talking. I'm obsessed. Him and Elizabeth Holmes. Jerry Falwell was asking a court in Virginia to dismiss a lawsuit, Liberty University. He wants that Liberty University filed over his headline-grabbing departure last year as leader of the evangelical school his father founded. Falwell Clinton. Now, here's the thing, Jerry. I don't, I guess you can petition a court to dismiss a case, but I I don't think they're going to have to. Falwell claims in a court filing that much of Liberty's suit serves only to keep shaming him after a provocative photo of him came to light and revelation surfaced of his wife's extramarital affair. Well, that's on you, Jerry. You got drunk and you posted a picture of your pants down. You got drunk, drunk. And then you drunk posted. Oh, how do you, that's, I don't know. That's the mistake sometimes I think of older people. Falwell claims the suit focuses on his wife's personal life while not addressing his actions as the leader of Liberty. The rehashing of these events and protected defamation of Falwell through litigation serves one mission, ruining Falwell's reputation. Oh, you kind of already did that, JJ. That's on you. Through mischaracterization of events and public shaming, through out-of-contact pictures filed in a public complaint. There was no context to those pictures. You were on a boat. You had a glass of, what did he call it? Dark. Red uh, water. Dark water. Dark water. Yeah, it was Merlot. It looked like Merlot to me. And I think I probably know as much as he does about wine, which ain't that much. Falwell's departure came in August. We know why, blah, 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 blah. But there's another quote in here that I thought was, um, despite his clear duties as an executive and officer at Liberty, Falwell chose personal protection. The suit also alleges he failed to disclose and address the issue of his personal impairment by alcohol and has refused to fully return confidential information and other personal property belonging to Liberty. Hmm. Did he like steal pens and shit on his way out? T-shirts. The t-shirts, the desk. 
He said he had no duty to tell the university about his private matters. Well, I think you're going to wish you had, Jerry. Um, yeah, he wants... Wow. Yeah, it's the same. <laughs> his departure in August came after a news outlet published an interview with a man who said he year, had a years-long religious, sexual relationship with Becky Falwin that Jerry participated in some of the liaisons as a voyeur. It was a voyeur. Yeah, so he wants the lawsuit dropped. Um... Mm-hmm. The agreement included. Yeah. All right. Well, that's enough of that. But there you go. So we'll. I'll update you. Let you know what the courts say on that. I think they're going to say nay nay, as John Panette would say, nay nay, JJ. <clears throat> you act a fool. Sometimes you got to pay a price. You won't get drunky drunk and drunk drunk and post pictures of yourself half naked on Instagram. Like, God damn, that's like a mistake a teenager would make. He's like 55. Like what? Well, I guess drunk. I don't know. Update. Update. Oh, my God. This is getting good, too. Here's what's kind of wackadoodle. I don't think I like, I like Jeff Bezos because I don't think he treats the Amazon employees well. You read all those stories, yeah. and it doesn't sound good. Now, because I'm just as much of a whore as the next person, I use Amazon. Me too. <laughs> Lewis has a really good thing about 24-hour shipping. It's a funny joke, but uh, it's very long. I won't do it. But um, it, it's a shame because I love his product, but I don't like the way he, I don't know. There's something wrong. Now, this to me is proof that when people get divorced in, in midlife, people do crazy things. Here's what he's going to do. Jeff Bezos will be flying to space on the first crew flight of the new Shepard the rocket made by his space company, Blue Origin. We've talked about this thing because I'm into let's figure out some new transportation yes. modes. I don't want to go to space ever, ever. You know, I don't even know why. I don't even understand the appeal. I don't even care if I have a window seat on a plane except to sleep. I don't really care. But space to me is too dangerous. I just, yeah, there's enough danger right here in my backyard. It's crazy. There's hungry deer. They could trample me. Nobody knows. The flight is scheduled for July 20th, just 15 days after he's set to resign as CEO of Amazon. Blue Origin said Bezos' younger brother, Mark Bezos, will also join the flight. Ever since I was five years old, I've dreamed of traveling to space. He said Monday morning, Instagram on July 20th. And But see, like, I, this is the one that I told you to get a seat on. It's going to be 250 grand. That figured that was the opening price. If all goes according to plan, the world's richest person with a net, he's now the richest one, not that other oh, guy I talked about, Bernard Arnold. 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 He had it for a minute and a half, but then he lost his spot. Um, they will be uh, the first of the billionaire space tycoons to experience a ride aboard the rocket technology that he's poured millions into developing. Although, what's his face, Richard Branson? is trying to do it before him. Elon, I think, too. Elon, he, he, they talk about Elon in here. Yeah. Now get to him, but they don't mention... Oh, yeah, they do. Okay. Richard Branson's getting old, too. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize he was like 72, yeah. our friend said. Yeah, but Jeff and Debbie think he's very nice. Yes. If all goes to plan... Oh, I already read that. Um, not, even, even, not even Elon Musk, whose SpaceX builds rockets powerful enough to enter orbit around Earth, 
Which, by the way, Elon Musk has been setting off shit, satellite shit. First, I get a call from my brother. Holy shit, there were aliens in Columbia, Missouri last night. And I go, what? He goes, I'm not shitting you. We weren't even that drunk. I like, he did, that drunk is my favorite part. Like, he, because he knows my next question is, were you hammered, you know, sitting outside on the deck? Uh, no. He said no, and he saw a string of lights that looked like a line, a perfect line, and they were in sync, and they were flying together. Bam. Two nights later, my sister calls and says, oh, my God, me and my friends saw aliens in Jeff City, Missouri, last night. And I go, well, you should call your brother, <laughs> our brother, because uh, he claims he saw him too. And then they looked it up. It was Elon Musk is launching satellite deals, and there's, like, strings of them. Yeah, I don't understand it, but it wasn't aliens. I still hope they come, but um, I don't know. Maybe they're, I think they're here. My sister thinks Elon is one. Um, uh, not even Elon Musk has announced plans to travel space aboard one of his company's human-worthy crew capsules. Billionaire Richard Branson, whose own space company, Virgin Galactic, I guess this is like having a Yeti too. This is what a Yeti is to us, to rich people, to have your own space company. Yeah. Like when we get extra money, you're like, dude, I'm totally buying the, and now there's ones with wheels. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause they're too heavy. That's my only complaint with Yetis. I know they do a great job if there's remain in one spot, but they can't drag that shit around. They're too heavy. Um, British billionaire, Richard Branson, He's planning on conducting flights to suborbital space for ultra-wealthy thrill-seekers and competing directly with Blue Origin. Branson has long said he would be among the first passengers aboard Virgin Galactic's rocket-powered plane, but that flight is expected to take place later in 2021. Blue Origin's flight crew will see the company, the company's six-seater capsule. Boy, I don't like the idea of that either. A six seat capsule. Yeah. I don't, I'm not getting in a capsule. Maybe I'm uh I'm not like a claustrophobic, but a capsule. Yeah. What if you What if you get next to the annoying one that wants to talk the whole time? Right. right. It's an 11 minute flight that will reach more than 60 miles above Earth. After six years of extensive and often secretive testing, the rocket and the capsule. That called New Shepard, Blue Origin announced in May that it was preparing to put the first passengers in a New Shepard capsule. Though the company's not how much, it, not announced how much it'll sell regular tickets for. Blue Origin said one seat will be given to the winner of a month-long auction that's currently in progress. The bidding was at 2.8 million on Monday morning, but it hit 3.2 after Blue Origin's announcement. If I was seated next to Jeff on this yeah. in this capsule, I would speak to him about his packaging. Because at Amazon, that would really make his flight fun, wouldn't it? Exactly. For I would have an eleven-minute speech prepared on how stupid his company. You know, I order a bag of dog bones for Ron's dog, and the yep. box comes like there's a washing machine arrived. It's that goddamn bag, and then and then there's two little puffy, you know, things that are supposed to. First of all, you didn't need those. It's dog bones. They're not going to break. We didn't need that. And I know it's all, you know, on conveyor belts and stuff, but they don't proportionately the boxes are out of control and I'm not like some big environmentalist person per se. I don't even think about that shit really, but I do when it's that glaring, like why, who sent me a dryer? And then I go out there and it's two pairs of golf socks. I ordered. Maybe that's why, uh, maybe that's how the employees are getting back at him. <sighs> Wasting his stuff. Wasting 
cutting his profits. And he doesn't pay taxes either. None of these rich people do. It's disgusting. Um, then the rest of it's all about him. Uh, his brother, formerly owner of an advertising agency, is now a senior vice president at Robinhood, uh, New York charity city charity. Well, it's also an app that the children are using to destroy the entire stock market. You might want to look into that. Um, that's it. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it if you paid me. Where's the capsule landing? In the water? Probably. Reason number four, the capsule breaks numb with sharks. It just doesn't stop. You'd hope it was water, otherwise it's a subdivision. Well, no, maybe it's got little landing things like the Martian things in the Jetsons. I think it's just going to softly touch down. So. Yeah, if it had like rubber bounce Space. wheels and it would just boing, boing, boing till it stopped bouncing. Wow, that is crazy. <laughs> no. It, no, you know, the four little things like legs that come out. Well, all good ideas start in cartoons. Update. Oh, this one's great, too. This is going to get nothing but better. Because you guys know I was obsessed with watching Narcos and Queen of the South. And for like a month, I only referred to myself as Kato. I am Kato. That's my drug lord name, El Kato. It's cool, isn't it? Yeah, I do. El Kato. Well, El Kato, I just think, strikes fear into people. And I sound powerful. And all these drug lords are short. Well, Pablo didn't look that short. El Chapo's he's a weenie man. He's a tiny man. Here's the here's our now El Chapo, as we know, is sitting in a Colorado prison. Um reflecting. I, I, reflecting on poor behavior. But you know what? I don't necessarily blame these guys. I mean, I know they did terrible things, but look where they're born. Look at what is the potential. You know, you see easy money. Pablo did nice things for the community, too. El Chapo, nah, he wasn't as fun. And they killed all kinds of innocent people, so I'm not saying they were good people. Well, it's like mob guys, you know? You do what you do. But anyway, do what you do. The beauty queen wife of Joaquin El Chapo Guzman is set to plead guilty this week with helping him run his sprawling drug trafficking operation but you won't be required to co cooperate with the feds. That's what they're saying. That doesn't make any sense. Why is she going to, you know, she's going to give all this information up for nothing? No, I mean, he's already in prison, but the whole operation is still functioning under that other guy we talked about, the elusive one. I think, El, I forgot his name already, but because there's not been a miniseries on him. I wish they'd start working on that. If you Google the new El Chapo, his El Menso. El Mencho. Yeah, that was it. Good job. Um, but she won't be required to co cooperate with feds. A source familiar with the situation told the Post Tuesday. Emma Coronel Aspiro, 31, is scheduled to enter the plea as part of an agreement with prosecutors in federal court in Washington, D.C. on Thursday following her arrest in February. Her attorney declined to comment on the turn of events. She was arrested by the feds at Dulles. I don't know why she came back here like that. Something about all this doesn't make sense. I feel like she wanted to get caught. And I feel like she figured, if I give them all the information, maybe they'll let me go. Because she was arrested at Dulles on drug trafficking charges that carry a maximum um, of life in prison. She's accused of acting as go-between to her famous drug king husband and his alleged, I always say this wrong, 
Sinaloa, said it right this yeah. time, uh, cartel cohorts while he hid from U.S. and Mexican law enforcement for years. She regularly attended her husband's 2019 narcotics trafficking trial. I remember that because she has little twin girls and she would bring them too. She's also accused of helping him bust out of a Mexican prison in an elaborate plan that included an underground tunnel. If you haven't seen that on the El Chapo, you got to see his tunnel. I mean, there might as well have been a fucking Taco Bell in there. It was wonderful. And I'm like, they did all this and nobody even know. I'm sure the Mexican prison was on the take. They probably knew it. But still, the fact that they could build it was just, wow. Um, El- <laughs> There's a nightclub down there. <laughs> They're selling drugs to their own customers. El Chapo, who was trafficked vast amounts of cocaine, meth, and other drugs as the notorious head of the murderous cartel, was sentenced to life in prison. Is currently term. Serving his time at a federal supermax lockup in Colorado. A source previously said that Cornell voluntarily turned herself into feds during her arrest, suggesting she might cooperate with authorities. And I believe she's American. Uh huh. See if she's, see if she, Emma, Emma, A S A I S P U R O. I think she was American, but like from California. Is El Chapo's wife American? According to Wikipedia, yeah, Emma she was Modesto born in Cornell San Francisco. An American former teenage beauty she's queen. a teen, she American teenage beauty queen. Joaquin, yeah, <clears throat> so I don't know. Do you get more trouble about that because you're an American? Traitor. I don't know. Well, she lived a high life for quite a while. I think she's just trying to not have to go to prison for life. Right. And but even what do you want to do? Ten years? That would suck. Yeah. I would have stayed on the run. I love this ranch sauce. This is so good. Would you put it on a taco? Would I put it on a taco? No. It would cover it up too much. Just with crackers is good, yeah. Like a like a hospital food. They should give this to hospital people. <laughs> you know how this is always shitty. Okay, that's all my updates. Moving on. I'm not laughing at this. I don't want people to think I'm a cruel person. But... I think everybody should know that this is possible, because I didn't think this. Missouri woman dies after being attacked by a cow. <laughs> now, I obviously, <laughs> obviously, I feel terrible for this lady and her husband and their whole family. However, I never thought that a cow would attack me or could attack me. I've, no. A bull, mate, yes. But a cow, a rural north-central Missouri woman has died after being attacked by a mother cow. KTVO-TV reports that 76-year-old Jane Heisey died about 8 a.m. on a farm near the Sullivan County town of Harris. Her and her husband were in a lot near their house trying to put an ear tag on a newborn calf. The mother cow knocked Henley to, whatever, Hesley, to the ground and stepped on her head. I never... I've been around a lot of cows, and I never thought that one could kill you. I don't picture them doing aggressive things. Not like a elk or a moose. I've seen moose do really fucked up things, but a cow? They're so docile. Yeah. I guess maybe if they have a baby, maybe. Yeah. Strange. Just so that's just a public service announcement. This is quite 
It's the work of the Lord. It's a public service announcement. Yeah. I thought my whole life it was totally safe to go buy a cow, yeah. to just go near one, pet it. But well. usually they have flies everywhere. It's, it's gross. It looks fun in pictures, but it's not. They usually have giant flies on them. But they're sweet. Could it might as well be a cobra? <laughs> oh my god, termites! This is a special story just for you guys. Super termites are set to emerge from Israeli soil. What? <laughs> I didn't know termites could fly till I was twenty six. Specifically twenty six. Yep, I was in an apartment <laughs> in California, and I thought. <laughs> What I thought they were like sand flies because I was near the beach in Hermosa, and but they were flying all around my apartment. I don't know what I thought they were gnats of some sort. And then my upstairs neighbor came down, and he's like, "Whoa, dude! I got them too. These termites are out of control." And I was like, "These are fucking termites? <laughs> yeah, they can fly. I didn't know that." Your termites. <laughs> A termite dubbed informally. As the super termite was found, it's not informal, it's formal now, super termite, was found in Israel eight months ago, and now the EPA, and their EPA, is working towards eradicating the dangerous species. Um, the specimen of the Formosan termite, first located in such and such place in Israel, I can't say it, known as the most damaging termite in the world. It's finally been captured in an underground monitoring station, and now the ministry is working towards a plan to rid the Jewish state of this invasive troublemaker. It eats more and reproduces faster than any other termite. Do any of you feel like you're super termites? I would never be. That's too much energy. I don't have it. But Maybe in quarantine. <laughs> yeah. The origin of the species is believed to have come from China. You know. Everything. Everything. Right. Right. Which, by the way, did you guys, if you go on my Twitter feed, it's in the top 10 tweets of lately. There's a lady who's a doctor in Ohio saying that the COVID vaccine makes people magnetized and keys and forks and spoons will stick to them. Then one lady got up to demand why she was magnetized and she tried to put a key all over herself and it wouldn't stick at all. It was the biggest hashtag fail of her presentation. She kept slapping it on her forehead. Then she tried her neck. Oh it God. wouldn't stick to her neck. She tried her chest. Well, put it in the show notes. Well, <laughs> I, I commented on the thing, but you should just go watch and know, know that these people are our neighbors. These are people we're at Target with. Mm -hmm. There are people that... They're all in. <laughs> my friend Chuck tweeted, uh, hey, guys, this mag magnet magnetification thing is no joke. I've been trapped inside my freezer for two days. <laughs> well, and I, all I said is I would love it if all my keys were stuck to my forehead. What a time saver. I'd never have to look again. I've been vaccinated. When does this start? How long does it take for it to click in? So far, nothing. These paper clips have metal in them. Nothing. No. No. Uh, so they're saying it came from China, the super termite, and their ability to cause extensive damage. It can result in high costs for ex uh, extermination and repairs. More than a billion dollars in damage caused by termites each year in the USA alone. Mm-hmm. So they're going to try to kill them. But if they get out, the termites are yellow-brown and honey. They have a honey-brown head. 
One colony of these insects can reach more millions of people and travel up to 100 meters from their nest. It thrives in hot and humid weather, which is common to Israel, but it is it is not dangerous to human humans. Only the underground infrastructure holding Israel up, gnawing through the wood, the plastic, concrete, and soft metals all at the same time. The termites are expected to take flight as part of, a, of its mating season, with the ministry calling on the public to notify them of any sight of these pesky pets. Pest. Wow. Uh-huh. So if you're in Israel, if you're listening in Israel, I don't know if I have anybody listening there, heads up. If you see one of the super termites, call 911 <laughs> if you have that there. This story this is where, as a, as a people, this is why aliens need to come here and get our ship straight. <sighs> an Italian artist sells an invisible sculpture for more than $18,000. Now, you know, at some point, somebody's got to throw a bullshit flag to this guy, right? I'll never forget, Lewis made me go to some art thing once. I can't remember the guy's name. Robert Rothenberg, I think. Lou knew who he was. And it was we were somewhere on the road, and he was all excited that the guy was there. Well, one of Robert Rothenberg's, quote, paintings was a blank canvas hung on a wall. And I said, I'm throwing the bullshit flag. Yeah. You know what? And Lou's like, well, it's supposed to make you feel something. I said, well, angry. Anger. I just felt anger because you didn't, you didn't fucking do anything. I could do that. If I can do that, it doesn't belong in the museum. It belongs like right up here in the corner over there where I put my paintings when I'm done with them because nobody gives a shit, including myself half the time. It's just fun to do. An invisible sculpture. Somebody paid 18 grand. I mean, why? Anything, here's the story. Anything can be a work of art, even nothing. Italian artist Salvador, Salvador Garu, I guess. We'll just call him Sal G., Recently auctioned an invisible sculpture for 15,000 euros, $18,300. According to as.com, the sculpture's initial price was set between six and 9,000 euros. However, the price was raised after several bids were placed. Titled Lo Sono, Italian for I am, the 67-year-old's artist sculpture is immaterial, meaning the sculpture does not actually exist. Then it's not a sculpture. Right. Then it's anything you want it to be. God. Why can't I think of shit like this? Though he's received much critique for the sale, Sal G argues that his work of art isn't nothing, but is instead a vacuum. Yeah. I'm going to tell you my vacuum story after I'm done with this article, because it's a good one. The vacuum is nothing more than a space full of energy, and if we, even if we empty it and there is nothing left, according to the Heisenberg uncertainty principle, that, quote, nothing has a weight. He said of the statue. Now you're calling it a statue. A minute ago, you called it a sculpture. Therefore, it has energy that is condensed and transformed into particles that is into us. The sculpture must be displayed, displayed in a private home, free from any obstruction, in an area that is about five foot long and five foot wide. He's just making up shit. Now, I mean, this is completely bananas. Because the piece does not exist, there are no special lighting or climate requirements. Right. I'm sure I'm sure somebody, the people who have to write all this description were probably like, okay, what should I put on here? Does it need any special lights? Oh, right. doesn't exist. Okay, cool. 
Multiple outlets report that the only tangible item the buyer will receive is a certificate of authentic. Authentic. I can't say word. I'm not going to say it. Authenticity. No, that's not authenticity. It's authentication. Authentication. See, sometimes yeah. I can't read that good. It's good though. Thank a Catholic school for that. This is both signed and stamped by him. Though it's the it's the first immaterial sculpture he sold, it's not the first kind he created. Last month, he displayed another immaterial sculpture called Buddha in Contemplation in the Piazza della Scala in Milan, near the entrance to the Gallery d'Italia. He posted a video of the statue of his Instagram page on his Instagram page. The video showed a taped-off area where the work is lo- located. There's nothing there. Now it exists and will remain forever in this space. You may not see it, but it exists. It is made of air and spirit. Oh my God. Come on. Come on. No. The sculpture is meant to activate the viewer's imagination. Uh, well, I can look anywhere and do that. So we're five years old again. <sighs> Choose your own adventure. A power that the artist says in the video exists within everyone. When I decide to exhibit an immaterial sculpture in a given space, the space will concentrate a certain amount of density of thoughts at a precise point creating a sculpture that, from my title, will only take the most varied forms, Sal G said of his sculptures. After all, don't we see, don't we shape a god we've never seen? No. I don't. I don't have a picture of God in my mind. I don't even pray to God. I only pray to the Virgin Mary. Well, because I always think a lady's more likely to help. (laughs) And women are more detailed. If I ask her for something, it'll be done correctly. You throw that out to a dude, if God's a dude. Here's my vacuum story. In fifth grade, this was so great. In a Catholic school, about in fourth grade, uh, we had to do science experiments, and I hate science. And my dad isn't good at it either, so he gets it. And I was like, dude, I got I to gotta have something for this thing. And he said, oh, I got a great idea. And he has no science ideas. So I thought, well, this. he goes, go downstairs and get your vodka bottle. And I had, one of his friends loved vodka, and Seagram's, it was like a, he got it from like a distributor. It was a vodka bottle that was probably, well, one, two, two and a half feet tall, and as round as like two footballs. And I saved, I saved money in it. It was empty. They did clean it up before they gave it to me. And then it had the top, the long top on it, where you, it had a pump, and you would pump the vodka out. So he wow. took the pump out, and then he, he he goes, get my lighter. They were by his cigarettes. So I was like, cool. We're going to set shit on fire. Took a piece of newspaper, and we had a hard-boiled egg. You throw the newspaper in the bottle, put the egg on top, and then whew, it creates a vacuum. And I made this awesome poster explaining vacuums, and I had to go get an encyclopedia and look that up. Because he did. my dad didn't even really know how it worked. It was just like a bar trick. And... I said, well, I can't put bar trick on here. The nuns are going to get mad. Uh-huh. Well, I got down. I walked to school with that bo- vodka bottle okay. and the egg and the lighter. And then it was time to display all your stuff. Uh-huh. But I had a lot of newspaper and I had like six eggs because I wanted to do it a lot and show people. <laughs> the, wow. nun, the, the one nun came over and she was like, Kathleen, um, where did you get that bottle? I'm like, from my mom and dad's basement. And where'd you get the lighter? I'm like, from my dad's eggs. She said, well, we're going to have a meeting with your parents tonight. I'm like, oh, I didn't think we were, but are you going to tell them how cool my 
thing because my my poster because I can draw and paint. My poster was the bomb. Yeah. Then they got a. I thought I said to my dad, "Why didn't you think that? Of course they're going to think you're an alcoholic. You're sending your ten <laughs> year old with a giant, enormous vodka bottle. It was half my height." I was disqualified, but it didn't hurt me. She just said I couldn't light things on fire anymore. And there might've still been some alcohol in that bottle. I was thinking like traces of it enough that that could have exploded. I mean, the more I thought about it as an adult, I'm like, yeah, that was kind (laughs) of 10. Yeah. All right. This is a serious, this is a serious story. It's so bizarre. And this is what one of my aunts died of recently, last year. So my aunt got this thing called Crutzfeld, it's really hard to say, Jacobson, I can't, it's in the article, I'll come upon it, CJT. And it's, uh, it's basically the way I would describe it is Alzheimer's on crack. You literally, you're, mind stops, but in different sections. It's almost like in a theater, a big old-timey theater where they have the old levers, and you go, boom, and you pull one down, and the house lights go out in the very back of that quadrant, and then, boom, another section goes out, and that's what was happening to my aunt. Like, sections were going out. Quickly, though. And then I thought, you know, I don't know. If you gotta die, you know, Alzheimer's can take a very, very long time and be painful for everybody involved. This thing, this Crutzville Jacobson, I think is how you probably say it correctly. I'll find out as we read this. But at least it was fast. It was very fast because they say if you, and it's only one in a million people, and she got it. And it's bizarre, and they don't know how you get it, and it's one in a million people. What's crazy is um, this article, and then it was all over the place. It was not just in Canada. It's the New York Times. It was in London. It's it's a thing. Mysterious brain syndrome grips Canada. Montreal. 48 people from the same small Canadian province struck with a baffling mix of symptoms, including insomnia. Yeah, my aunt had that. Impaired motor function. Yep. Because, like, all of a sudden her leg would just do this crazy thing. And I'm like, Whoa. What is going on there? And hallucinations. Um, I don't really remember her having that bad. Um, such nightmarish vi- visions of the dead. She did have nightmares, but I don't know what. She didn't say what it was about. Um, a neurologist working 12 hours a day to decipher the clues. Swirling conspiracies blame the illness on cell phone towers, fracking, or even COVID-19. These are just some of the plot lines of a mystery that has stumped Canada's medical establishment. I mean, this is fucked up if you live in this town. Like, what is going on? It's attracted the attention of some of the world's top neurologists and fan fears among residents of New Brunswick, a picturesque province of about 770,000 people on on Canada's Atlantic coast. In the past past six years, dozens of people have fallen ill from the disease, and six people have died. People are alarmed. They're asking, is it genetic? Is it environmental? Is it fish or deer meat? Is it something else? Everyone want, wants answers. As Corona, COVID ravaged the country in the past 15 months, the medical enigma was initially slow to gain attention. I hadn't heard about it. I mean, this is bizarre. Everybody was distracted by the pandemic, blah, blah, blah. So they've had a sluggish 
um, go at it because nobody's concentrating on it. Um, medical experts say the murkiness surrounding the illness also re also reflected how despite extraordinary advances in medical science, some ailments have mystified the world, such as debilitating ailments, yeah, that impaired dozens of diplomats in Cuba and China beginning in 2016. Remember, they thought they were doing noise things, like, oh, yeah. 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 Um, and then there's, da, 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 da. Um, a young, among the youngest victims is a 20-year-old, a once straight-A student participating in figure skating competitions and inspired to, be a inspired to become a pathologist. But as she began university two years ago, she was suddenly and inexplicably overcome by fatigue, started bumping into things and had visions that looked like static from a TV. Uh-oh. Oh, wow. uh -oh. Yeah. No longer able to read easily or walk to class, she was forced to drop out of school. Not understanding what was wrong amplified the illness's horror. After being misdiagnosed with mono, you would think, because they always tell college kids, you have mono, go home. Um, they, uh, then the doctor told her there was nothing wrong with her. Can you imagine that? If, you're, if I'm seeing static in my eyeballs, oh, that would be so frustrating. A battery of tests yielded no diagnosis. She was eventually referred to a neurologist as her health deteriorated and she experienced involuntary jerking movements. My aunt had a lot of that. Memory lapses and hallucinations. She was the first to be included in the cluster of those suffering from the unidentified syndrome. And then they have a quote from her, um, uh, the people in the town, but I'm going to get to the... Um, sometimes what seems to be a cluster... Turns out to be something else. The disease was first observed in 2015 when a New Brunswick neurologist, Dr. So-and-so, saw a patient who presented a bizarre mix of symptoms including anxiety, depression, rapidly progressing dementia. That's why I'm saying it's like Alzheimer's on crack. It just goes so fast. Muscle pain and frightening visual disturbances. I mean, how frightening is that? You can't even close your eyes. Yeah. You'd want to just say, I'm done. I can't. Three years later, he had a total of eight cases. The next year, the total was 20, then 38, then 48. Patients ranged in age from 18 to 84 and live in primarily two areas of New Brunswick, uh, Moncton and the Acadian Peninsula. Baffled, he ordered blood tests, spinal taps, MRIs, and um, the, the test revealed abnormal, or ab can't say it, Abnormal. abnormalities such as brain atrophy, so your brain's shutting down or small, getting smaller, and a neurolog neurological dysfunction, but none of the results linked together formed a clear diagnosis. He initially suspected Crutzfeld-Jacob disease, a rapidly progressive neurodegenerative disease that is thought to be caused by prions, novel infectious agents that damage the brain. But the patients, they tested negative for this. But it's exactly what my aunt had. Don't know if her visions were, I don't know if she had scary things, but everything else. But there's a spinal test you can do for that, and mm -hmm. none of them had it. Wow. It was, it's not something we've never seen before. With no, de with no diagnosis, he gave the devastating disease its decidedly prosaic working name, and then it's neurological syndrome of unknown etiology in New Brunswick. He also sounded the alarm, telling everybody, of three autopsies done so far, all have been negative for known forms of prion disease, which oh, wow. Alzheimer's is, they're all apparently in that family, what my aunt had and all this. Um, the, they've whittled, the medical investors said the list of potential causes has been windowed down to four or five. Winnowed down. Um, wow. He said, 
oh, wow, listen to this. What are you going to do? Move. Cashman, the University of British Columbia neurologist, said one line of inquiry was the disease could be caused by a toxin known as beta-methylamino, or BMAA, which is produced by blue-green algae and has been linked to diseases like Parkinson's and Alzheimer's. So where's the algae? Yeah. In lakes? Or just around? I don't know. Another yeah, potential... Another potential culprit, he said, is chronic exposure to, I can't say this either, demochic acid, I don't know, a neurotoxin found in shellfish off the coast of New Brunswick. So, what, you mean if I'm eating, if I'm eating, that's my dad, I can't talk to you right now, um, is it eating too many oysters? Seriously. I mean, what, if, it, if, the, if the neurotoxin is found in shellfish, do I have to eat it or is it in the air too? I don't know. He said the team was not ruling out that it could be a new prion disease or a syndrome caused by infectious, infection, infectious agents such as bacteria, a virus, or fungus. Um, and then there's just personal stories about people that were like, are completely messed up by it. But... It was the craziest thing because I'm like, this is what my my aunt had, and then, but she was, you know, she was 81. Yeah. Th- this girl's 20. Some of these people are in their 20s. That's crazy. It's bizarre. Like your brain shouldn't normally just atrophy at 20. No. That's bizarre. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Okay. So I told you guys um, to um, go. Look at, uh, uh, what's her name? The girl uh, that I don't even know who she is. They've gotten oh, Ellie Kemper yep. and the Veiled Prophet. <laughs> so the first we'll have to say what the Veiled, I'm going to tell you, because this to me is, it's worth, instead of people just berating her on Twitter, um, she did apologize. <laughs> Here's something I'll never have to do. Apologize for being in a debutante ball. <laughs> List of things I know for sure. That's never going to happen. Here we go. <laughs> she apologized. Uh, she said, I was not aware of this, of the history of the Veiled Prophet Ball at the time. But I don't believe you. <laughs> well, yeah, you're 19, but so you're just saying your parents were racist? Right. They're part of this secret society? Or not even racist, but did they know? Sometimes I think the super rich don't think about stuff like that. It doesn't mean they agree with the racist past. It's just what they do. Um, the same way, you know, I show up at my lake bar. They go, they go to balls, I guess. I don't know. I know as a kid, like my parents know all about this. And it's hilarious because my dad always addressed my mom as the queen of love and beauty. And we knew he was joking, but I didn't know that that's what you're called if you win the prize in this ball. You are crowned the queen of love and beauty. So my parents would say it to mock that. And then my mom would call herself. And then she goes, well, I was the VP, um, queen of love and beauty twice. I go, what? She goes, on the playground, Kathleen, on the playground. Um, And it's it's a thing in St. Louis. This is how 
fucking complicated. Because I made my parents, I'm like, explain this to me. My dad's like, it's rich people have a ball. Like, I don't mean fun. I mean a dance. I go, okay. Um, first, I want to explain what it is. Yeah. But some of the articles are really, I didn't need everybody's opinion about it. I just wanted to know what is it. Like, that one's super political. We don't need to go into that one. Um, okay. The lady that won this, who's born in Kansas City and from St. Louis. I thought you had to be from St. Louis, but I guess they count it if you, rich people don't care as long as you're from Missouri, probably. Um, this, well, wait a second. This one is saying what they do now. Just so they get some credit. They, they used to have the VP fair. Now I knew that because you could bring a cooler under the arch and they shot off the greatest fireworks. And they when, when I was like 18, 19, you could take a cooler beer under the arch. They had music. I saw Linda Ronstadt one time. Uh, Sammy Hagar, he loved St. Louis. Like every Friday, our radio people would go, St. Louis, we got a big concert announcement. The Red Rocker is returning. And we'd all buy tickets and go again. Didn't we just see him last Friday? I know, Kath, but I can't drive 55. It's fucking awesome. Um, but then they would set off fireworks. So they must have paid for all that. Um, they just have a terrible history, but now they try to form themselves as more of a booster organization, try to do good public works and things like that. It's tied up with the history of class leaders and money in St. Louis and those issues. You can't extricate race from those issues. Well, okay. in, 19, in 1878, the city's elites wanted to take back the power of the city. They wanted to show that they were still the people in control of the city. They hated any kind of organized labor. That was a big thing they were about. And they, they, of course, no blacks, no Jewish people, very few Catholics. Because I said to my mom, she goes, well, darling, don't you know? And she's being ridiculous. She goes, darling, don't you know? Us Catholics had our own debutante ball. I go, what was that? I don't know any of this. She goes, it was called the fleur de lis. And so they, I said, but I read that they did take Catholics. That it was no blacks people, no Jewish people. But ca she said, very few. They took a couple, but... Probably like Anheuser-Busch because of the money. Right. Matter of fact, I know Bush because one of his daughters was Mrs. the Lord queen Lady. of love and beauty. <laughs> but the, so the Catholics form their own. Um, wow. Yeah, the organization maintain, maintains its founding purpose was to plan and host events that would attract the world. I don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. Back when these sorts of things set the social calendar, the VP's queen of love and beauty debutante reigned supreme, and the VP parade was the event of the summer for some St. Louisans. So they threw a parade, and us, the poor people, were allowed to attend. <laughs> there was a rapper, Tef Poe, I guess he's from St. Louis. He said, we just grew up in the understanding that this was not for us. <laughs> Me too. I knew it was rich people, but I didn't really, number one, I don't care what they do. It doesn't involve me. I don't know what they do. I don't care what they do. But anytime you're part of a secret society, you're on a slippery slope to something shitty. Right. It, what's the secret? Why do you have secrets? What's going on? Um, the VP credit. And then they have a veiled prophet. That's like a guy. It's always a guy. And you never know who he is. It's like a mystery. It's like the mass this, you know what all this is? This is when you have too much free time. This is ridiculous. That. The, the the veiled prophet. I'm like, what does veiled prophet even mean? The slaybacks borrowed the name 
the veiled prophet of Corazon from Irish poet Thomas Moore's Layla Ruka. They, um, from the mystic crew of Comus of New Orleans. In Moore's poem, the veiled prophet was a horribly disfigured man who considered himself a prophet. I don't even understand what I just read. And I'm not going to try. It's just that. It's somebody who's horribly disfigured. That was a thing Thomas Moore made up. And then they adopted it, and that's going to be your VP person. But it's always somebody famous, like... um, uh, they would. It, there, it was a secret, though. You're not supposed to know who it was. One time, though, it was revealed it was the CEO of Monsanto. Like, yeah. what? Yeah. For these critics, the tight-knit society of influential business and political leaders and their traditions of secrecy, ritual, and cultural appropriation is a forced, is a force for institutionalized racism in St. Louis. Well, rich people going to do what they do. <laughs> I don't want to go to a ball. I don't even, I feel like it's a cattle auction of women. Like, let's bring our daughters. I mean, do they do it to the dudes? Do they parade the sons and go, here's our pretty good looking sons. You had to qualify to get in this thing. You had to be like cute and you had to be smart. Like, what? The past and future are connected. And I think St. Louis, we have to do a better job of wrestling with that. That's what the rapper guy said. There's no known historic tie to the KKK. Black members were banned until the 70s. The problem is the Veiled Prophet, the original drawings of him, he looks like a Klan guy because he's got a hood and a robe and some sort of, I don't know, cane or weapon. That's a a Klan guy. That the Klan wasn't invented back then. The Klan didn't come around until later. So it wasn't. It was just some weird thing that unfortunately... Maybe they influenced the Klan. I... They asked the rapper guy. He said, the Kemper family's big in St. Louis. I didn't know that. I don't even know. And I worked at a club where the rich people were. I know some of the names. And that was a whole new world to me. These people, one lady wanted me to arrange to fly her polo horses to New Jersey. And I said, don't they have horses when you get there? She looked at me like I was a hobo that had been dragged out of an alley with a wine bottle. I guess it's like saying use somebody else's baseball glove. I don't, she uh, rent golf clubs. Can't you just rent a horse when you get there? Like, I don't know stuff like that. That's like for, that's how rich they were. They're flying fucking horses around to play a game. Oh. Uh, you might see the parade at the beginning of the St. Louis Fair, and then it might be St. Louisans. So, you know, they threw us a parade, but they really wanted to stop organized later. And then when the white organi- white guy, the white guy workers got together with the black guy workers, that really scared them because now all the poor people were united and going on strikes and saying, you're not going to make us work. They were pro-child labor. <laughs> well, sometimes I think some of my friends should be a little more uh, disciplined with their children working at certain <laughs> ages. Not Not before 16, but, you know... Like, are these kids ever going to get jobs? Um, you little shit. <laughs> she, she was the queen of love and beauty in 1999. Uh, it was founded by white elites, including grain executive and former Confederate cavalry man Charles Slayback. Well, see, that's going to help people think you could be on the wrong side of the thing here. Yeah. You know, he wanted to form a secret society that blended Mardi Gras with the symbolism used by the Irish poet Thomas Moore. At the time, he said a person would be chosen by a secret board of local elites to anonymously play the role of veiled prophet, with the anonymous person then choosing Queen of Love and Beauty from among the ball elite ball attendants. Now, see, if my parents had said none of this would have happened, 
But if they would have said, Kathleen, we'd like you to audition for the ball. <laughs> First of all, I would have said, what kind of ball? And what do I win? Baseball. What do I win? Because if there's no prize, I'm not putting forth the effort. I got to get something. Do I get paid? Well, how does this work? Um, the, the queen would then dance with the veiled prophet, who would also receive an expensive key, keepsake, one which the outlet notes were often so expensive they become family heirlooms. And in addition to a display of pomp, the event was created in response to fears that Chicago would overshadow St. Louis. It did. Yeah. So they weren't successful in that. And in response to growing labor unrest and racial issues in the city, especially between black and white workers, at its inception and for many years, which emphasized the existing power structure barred African Americans and Jewish Americans from participating, according to The Atlantic, which notes that the image of the first... Yeah, and then we do go into the Klan stuff. So then somebody on CNN, somebody wrote an article on the opinion thing saying, you know, well, isn't everything, isn't everything racist and sexist and... You could do that. Is the Catholic Church still sexist? Yeah. But this is this was invented now. People are participating now. Yes, people are participating in the Catholic Church, which I think is sexist, but that's the rules they chose, which is why I don't go to church on Sunday. Well, that's not the only reason. It's really because there's not hardly anybody on the golf course. Yeah. yeah. And football's on. And football. Yeah. There's a lot of reasons. Um, but... Yeah, I think you could break down everything that's super old as definitely always sexist, definitely probably racist to one race or another, wherever the thing is. Um, but this is like a modern thing that they can say they've changed, and they, and they do. They apparently do good things now. But the history of it, I would be like, do you guys, I don't think they think. I think they just go, this is what we do. And that's not letting them off a hook. I just think I wouldn't want to be associated with any secrets. Let's start there. As they say in AA, you're only as sick as your secrets. It's a great thing to remember. Now think about your secrets. Don't feel bad about yourselves, termites. Just give it a thought. <laughs> well, there's probably people thinking, oh, fuck, I got some secrets. Um, so her response is what she wrote. I'm just saying at 19, I would have asked a couple more questions. You're mouthy, though. I am mouthy, and I'm argumentative with especially my parents. I would have had to seen. you need to show me some sort of chart, chart. history of what is this thing. Is it just rich people? What else do they do? You know, where did it start? Who started it? Two Confederate soldiers? Maybe we sit this one out. We were half union. They attacked us. You, guys, you know, well, that's why it's confusing to be from Missouri. Half of, half of them were Confederate, half were union, just beating each other up. I do yeah. jokes about my act. Um, here's what she decided. When I was, this was her response. And, you know, should she be the one that gets completely trashed for the whole Veiled Prophet ball? Probably not her. But her, well, well, how do you not know the history of something you're in? Exactly. I mean, when I was 19 years old, I decided to participate in my debutante ball, my hometown. The century-old organization that hosted the debutante ball had an unquestionably racist, sexist, and elitist past. Okay, true. 
I wouldn't have participated because I don't want to be auctioned off. Listen, maybe it's not my best day. Maybe I have a bad hair day and you're sending me down here to this, this thing where I'm going to be judged. My giant vodka bottle, my newspaper and a lighter. I'll show these people how to make a vacuum right here. That's my talent. I was not aware of the history at this time, but ignorance is no excuse. Okay, that's nice. I was old enough to have educated myself before getting involved. Yeah, but even if you didn't, even if you were a 19-year-old whose head's in the clouds, why didn't your parents know? They did. They had. They did. They had to. I don't think they care. Right. Because it's been done for so long, they just do it. Right. I unequivocally deplore, denounce, and reject white supremacy. At the same time, I acknowledge that because of my race and privilege, I am the beneficiary of a system that dispenses unequal justice and unequal rewards. There's a very natural temptation when you become the subject of internet criticism to tell yourself that your detractors are getting it all wrong. That's a good admission. A lot of people don't admit that. When when a barrage of attacking comes, they just go, well, fuck them. You know, so at least she's admitting that. Her publicist said you were. Yeah, somebody might have helped write this. Maybe she's sincere. She's very smart. She went to Princeton. I mean, she could definitely write a paragraph if needed. Um, uh, But at some point last week, I realized that a lot of the forces behind the criticisms are forces I've spent my entire life supporting and agreeing with. She went on to apologize to those she had, quote, disappointed. Including the slaves that your family owns. How far back do we go? Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. The the problem to me with these kind of things is they don't, as an organization, just once write a thing and say, you know what, we're really sorry about our past. We were racist, we were sexist, we were elitist, and we're going to do everything we can to change that. Then it's done. Done. But they don't do it. They still have secret balls and shit. I did love their fireworks, though. I'm such a whore. But then they, after a while, they told us we couldn't bring coolers, our own coolers, underneath the arch anymore and for the big 4th of July deal. And then you had to go get tickets at a booth to go get the beer. Pain in the ass. Pain in the ass and quite a buzzkill. That's where you get a glass. <laughs> yeah, but I don't like hard liquor. I'm a beer and wine cheap date. Tequila, maybe, but then I want a margarita. You can't have a margarita in a flask. And then you go back to your Yeah, I mean, she shouldn't take, I don't think, what's her name? Ellie. Ellie, or I won't keep wanting to say Emily. That's my niece's name. Um, Ellie, I don't think she should be the only one. And, you know, it's a shame she won. That's too bad for her because if she hadn't won. Yeah, and she has that heirloom thing. Right. What'd you get? Show us your secret present. Mm-hmm. That'd be a good way to start apologizing. I'm sure it's on her wall. And who gave it to you? Mm-hmm. Who was the veil prophet? Yeah. One year it was the chief of police. The same year Michael Brown was killed. That didn't look good. Um, <laughs> moving on before something I've said today causes the same thing to happen to me that happened to Ellie. I think her apology was very nice. Um, I think if she hadn't won, she probably, it wouldn't um, be, as it wouldn't have gotten out that you participated. And it's still elitist. I mean, so here's what the, here's the Catholics response. I, even my mom even signs her emails. It says sent from the queen of love and beauty. I, all these years, I just thought they made that up because my mom isn't the most loving, like she's not sweet. 
my mom is very smart and nice and funny, but like, she's not like Susie homemaker. So I thought my dad was just made that up. A little Susie Ormany. She's funnier though. The Fleur de Lis ball is a formal cotillion ball in St. Louis, Missouri, for adolescents of affluent society around the Roman Catholic Archdiocese of St. Louis started in 1958. So they their response took a while. Almost it took 80 years to respond to the 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 Protestant one. (laughs) It teaches etiquette and ballroom skills to young debutante men and women. What's a ballroom skill? Uh, Dancing? Oh, like in The Sound of Music? Foxtrot and stuff? Yeah. Oh. Four years of classes. Four years of classes? And with the Florida Lee ball itself. Four fucking years I got to dance? Canadians learn dancing in gym class? Ballroom, Ballroom dancing? Yeah, grades four to 12. How often has it come up? One month every year. Well, how often has it come up in your real life? Well, I, Never. Yeah, I, I can do a, But have you ever? Absolutely. Uh, in public? I can choose that. I'm not saying you can't. I'm saying have you ever broken out into a foxtrot? <laughs> like sober. at a biker bar? <laughs> no. Be hilarious. Um, four classes, four years of classes, and with the ball itself, which benefits Cardinal Glennon Children's Hospital, which is great. It's a great hospital. I used to do a lot of benefits with for Bob Costas for that. Female guests wear white debutante gowns and gloves and are escorted and presented by the Archbishop of St. Louis. Wow. Okay, one time. This is funny. <laughs> There's this comedian, Jeff Cesario, who I love, and he does a thing um, – Chet, I can't think it. He has a podcast where he's a fake sports guy. Chet, Chet something. We'll find it in the show. It's so funny um, because he really commits to it. And it's so it's so much more creative than normal podcasts, even including this one. Because it's so, he just plays like an outdated, uh, I don't even have to listen to it, sports guy. But anyway, it was me, Drew Carey, Jeff Cesario, and Bob Costas. And Bob is the MC of the night. And we're in this giant ballroom in St. Louis and it's all for the hospital for the kids hospital. This is all going really good so far. And, uh, I think the lineup was Jeff, me, Drew. So, and stay clean, you know, and there's a lot of super duper high up Catholics, uh, because of the, it's the, The well, the, the archbishop came in and he was pimped out in purple a cape like a fucking harry potter wand type deal scepter like paul i mean it, it was his going out outfit it was a saturday night i'm going down to whatever hotel we were in st louis and he he gets up and gives the invocation the prayer deal right and he says a few words and he leaves but he physically leaves the room but as he's walking out Jeff gets up and says, how about a hand for the artist formerly known as Prince? <laughs> I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Oh my, I was so nervous because all I can think of is I'm gonna get in trouble, someone's gonna hit me. So I didn't even say it and someone's gonna hit me just because I'm sitting next to him and he's my friend. A <laughs> but, and there was this weird pause and then everybody laughed really hard because he had just, he left. he left. But everybody I think was like, 
Oh, you know, we can't. Um, yeah. So I, I just think if you're joining a secret society, you might want to look into that. Because why? If it's a good, if it's a good thing, why is it secret? Right. Something wrong with that. Yeah, it could be anything that they tell you what they are. I don't know. So I, I don't. I think she took a very, very harsh beating for something her parents probably told her. This is what we do when you're 19. You're going to this dance. You're going to act right. <laughs> you're going to go pick out a pretty dress. And then all the rich people will know you're available. I mean, it's so archaic. I never even looked it up. I knew it was rich people. I knew they gave me free fireworks on the 4th of July under the arch, which you see the reflection of them in the arch. It's a really great place to watch fireworks. Over the Mississippi, it's beautiful. It was great. But I never looked them up because I didn't care enough. I just thought they were stupid for, um, why, that's some weird dentist calling me. I'm not picking that up. Um, why I didn't care enough, it just seems archaic. And the rich people are always going to be friends of other rich people. We all work in our circle. So what are you going to do? Make them stop? I mean, it's a non-thing. to. It was always a non-issue to me. But if I was going to be involved, and my parents said, here's what we're doing, I don't know that I would have had enough guts to go against my parents at 19. Probably not. Um, but she does kind of leave her parents hanging out here. <laughs> like, I was unaware, and I should have been educated. Oh, uh, let me see who was in charge of that. You guys, why? Yeah. This is dental people calling me. Stop. So, The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I've never seen it. Maybe I should go watch it. And I never saw an episode of The Office. Don't yell at me. I don't know why. I'm busy! Not during COVID. You know what I've been watching, and it's just not that. Here's the one. This is the one you can't, and then I'll end on this. You can't ever say this out loud at a party. Because when you say this, people look at you like you just said, I've shit in my own pants. (laughs) I've never seen a Star Wars. What? Yep. None. There is a mix, none of them. There's so many. Yeah, I don't even know. And they're everywhere. There are, s- the reactions are the same as if I'd said, by the way, you may not know it, but I just shit in my pants. Because <laughs> they look shocked, and then they're like, no. What? what? How is that possible? Yeah, I know what, from 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 society, I know Darth oh, Vader's, sure. yeah, the, the, the big guy with the mask on and, Stormtroopers of those. All have masks. Oh, I know Mark Hamill. I know Carrie Fisher. They're all dead. Mark Hamill's not dead. Probably. No, yeah. Carrie Fisher's dead. I don't know. I just don't. I never saw one. Wow. And I don't even know if it would hold up anymore. Maybe well, this is when people go, "Oh my God, I can't believe you." First of all, I don't like any kind of space things or sci-fi. They all judge. It's terrible you haven't seen a Star Wars. I go, yeah, but you know what I have seen? Jaws, 87 times. And when did Jaws come out? They had a thing on Twitter, name the movie, the most popular movie of the year you were born, of when you were 10. Guess what mine was? Jaws, 1975. Mark Hamill is still alive. Mark Hamill is still alive. And he's a Libra. He's a Libra, yay! Um, So there you have it. Are there other secret societies out there in your guys' towns? I don't know. Is it a thing? Does every city have one of these kind of deals where the rich and powerful have a secret club? Probably, but they may not name it. 
Ours went a little off the rails, though. Let's make it Mardi Gras with Confederate soldiers. What? 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 Thomas More? Let's bring Thomas More. He had nothing to do with this. Let's bring an Irish poet into it. Poor guy got railroaded. He didn't even have anything to do with these crazy ideas. Harrison Ford, yeah, I didn't know he was in Star Wars. I just don't have any desire. I never did. And we only got to go to like two movies a year because there were too many kids. And we had a vote. Jaws or Star Wars? I voted for Jaws. I voted for Jaws. Yeah. And, but that was right before my dad was going to take us to Florida, my mom and dad. I'm like, maybe you should have not put Jaws on the uh, a voting agenda. Because now none of us wanted to get in the ocean. He drives us 24 hours down to St. Pete. And we're like, I'm not getting in. Didn't you see the movie? Jesus, what are you trying to kill us? <laughs> uh, <laughs> this, yeah. Do I think I could be the queen of love and beauty if I walked around with my flicky big lighter? Yeah. I am the queen of love and beauty. Because <laughs> I, I couldn't, I cannot believe all these years my mom's phone says that sent from the queen of love and beauty. And I just thought my dad made it up. Yeah, he was just being silly and facetious. I didn't know they were mocking a whole secret society their entire life. The termites are very concerned that you're going to stop the pup cast. The termites are concerned I'm going to stop the pup cast. I'm going to try to do everything in my power to not do that. Um, it's, it's, a, it's not a lot of work for this part. It's a lot of work with the editing and the hoop de ha and the show notes that Paddles has to do. It's a lot of work for you, you know? Um I'm going to try to manage it, though. And then somebody said every other week, but I don't think that would go as good. Maybe. I don't know, termites. What if it was every other week? Nah. I don't know. Maybe. Are there any podcasts like that? That are every other? The only ones I listen to are crime. I don't know. No, I would have to do it from a hotel room. A tiny, tiny little Marriott courtyard. And then in the corner... There's that, always that one little oversized chair that I don't understand. And you'll be in it. I'll be in it. In my pajamas. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, I have to go get Mexican food with my friends. And, um, yeah. Yeah. But since I started drinking skinny margaritas, the real ones taste too sweet. And then you ask people, do you know how to make a skinny margarita? And they go, Yeah. And it comes back, and you're like, that is goddamn gasoline. That is not a skinny margarita. People think they can make it, and they can't. There's only so many places where it's good, and yeah. All right, termites, that's it. Me and my paper clips are going to go put on some different shorts. Oh, I love this sauce. Ortega. Are you taking that with you? Yeah, I might. What if I, they wouldn't care. The people at the Mexican restaurant wouldn't care, I don't think. (laughs) One less thing they have to go get. (laughs) All right, to all of my termites, I refer to all of you as the queens and kings of love and beauty. (laughs) And I have to go call my dad back. Okay, that's it, termites. See you next time. Pub, be open. What? Oh, night-night termites, you know that. It's in your hearts. It's in your hearts.